We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. I said, oh man, I forgot to actually hit the wild card button. So I ended up taking a minus 40. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I am joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath, our resident MLS experts. Today's podcast is sponsored by Mac Weldon. Rotowire listeners can get a 20% off their order using the promo code ROTOSOCCER, R-O-T-O-S-O-C-C-E-R, Anytime they order from MacWeldon.com. And 
Guys, we have been lucky enough to have some of the gear. We can uh, discuss that later, but I assume it's still as good as it was when you first got it. Better. It got better with age. <laughs> Which actually doesn't doesn't happen much with uh, underwear. But um, Who's listening to our, our podcast that you need to tell them how to spell soccer? Uh, Must, for the international listeners, That's perhaps. right. That's right. All of the okay. international MLS listeners who still can't believe we don't call it footy. Um, yeah, maybe the the West Coast listeners, uh, thinking back to the San Diego soccer's days. Mm, there you go. Indoor soccer action. <laughs> um, if you seem to think that Skyler is a little uh, not as loud as JD this week, is because Skyler is in a car right now. Uh, he has promised us that he's being as safe as possible with his headset on. But Skyler, where are you right now? I am on I-65 North, uh, just outside of Nashville. I'm about 30 minutes from Nashville, so kind of the hills and valleys of Tennessee, not necessarily the the safest place to be podcasting, but as you (laughs) mentioned, I've got my headset on here, and I'm uh, full go. I've been listening to some some podcasts uh, prior to the show here, so I'm ready to go. Nice, nice. This is a, we we should uh, explain that you haven't become a trucker yet. You are just uh, driving home. This is actually just right. part of your your commute. But yeah, let's uh, dive into this weekend. We've got a gigantic ten game slate on Sunday. Uh, for FMLS purposes, it's kind of nice because we get to see a decent number of lineups right away before lock. Uh, for uh, DFS purposes, at least for the bigger ones on DraftKings. We have two slates. It's five games at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern and then five games at 5 o'clock, which um, we can get into a little bit. Well, we will get into a little bit of that. Um, But, uh, J.D., we have been joking around about it a little bit. Uh, Skylar and I are probably laughing a little more than you are. But do you want to tell everyone how your wild card went this past week? Oh, man. So I've been quite busy. If people haven't noticed my lack of activity on Twitter and such, but uh, I did take some time to plan out my team very nicely. We were discussing it on uh, our Twitter DMs, and I thought I thought I had a great lineup. I said everything; uh, it looked pretty good. I see my team got off to a pretty good start, and then I look at my head-to-head matchups, and I had like one point. I said, "Oh man, I forgot to actually hit the wild card button." So I ended up taking a minus 40. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Miraculously, that minus 40 has not really knocked me out of the top 150. Uh, I think I would be number 47 had I not done it. But um, yeah, so an an already kind of downhill season where I made a couple couple bad captain choices or whatever here or there. Maybe a, a player got injured and whatnot. Um, yeah, this just kind of caps it off and consider me totally, totally interested in the real life results of MLS fantasy or MLS and 0% interested in the fantasy results at this point. (laughs) So so where are you now? Uh, let me take a look here. I am number, I think it's like 130 something, uh, pages loading. I feel like they're... There should be a, a significant warning once you reach a certain number of points deducted. Uh, like, I feel like they should help you out more than that, than just, like, make your transfers, 
And then it's in like, tiny little I, letters, it's like minus 40. Right. But the problem is like you, when you ever, you make your transfers and take a minus four, it gives you like the same boring pop-up window that I'm used to just clicking right past. That's what I mean. I and feel like once you hit to like 20, it yeah. should be much bigger and bolder. And... <laughs> and like at work, I'm just used to like scrolling right past all the error messages and Microsoft office pop-ups that come up and <laughs> just, cl- just clicking on them. So, uh, yeah, it was just kind of instinctual. And it, then, I mean, I still could have used it, I think, if I went back and made another transfer before the round started. Mm. But like I said, I didn't notice till the game started. And I don't see what the harm would be in them letting me retroactively. That's exactly what I was thinking. It. Like, who's going to take a minus 40? <laughs> right, that too. But like, I can't even think of a good reason to not let somebody use their wild card while the games are going on. Like, right. just say, I, oh, I didn't want to take those hits. I'm going to use it. Because it's not like the games going on helps you have any kind of better idea, you know what I mean? Of whether you'll use it in the future versus this week. It makes not very much sense, but I guess just to streamline things, that's how they do it. And, hey, I goofed, so it's it's no one's fault but mine. And it's not like I was pushing for the top ten anyway. I mean, I had a had an outside shot, but... I'm not going to lose too much sleep over it. So just goes to show that that even uh, the quote-unquote experts, which you can decide if that's what you think <laughs> I am, but it uh, just goes to show that even we sometimes screw up. I've set a lot of daily fantasy lineups with placeholder people that I, uh, I then go and do something with my friends or whatnot and completely forget about it. So, yeah, yeah that kind of stuff happens all the time. Yeah, we're human and... Uh... Honestly, JD, just from running the MLS fantasy Twitter feed, you're not the first person I've heard. That. <laughs> yeah, no way. I've had several people, um, you know, shoot a panic message out like, "Hey, is there anything I can do now?" I somehow didn't use my wild card or didn't activate it. And uh, yeah, I, mean, I think that's a good suggestion, Andrew, for next season. Um, certainly worth. I think at the end of the season, MLS fantasy does some sort of. Uh, kind of like a questionnaire, any suggestions, that kind of thing. So that's something that would be well worth throwing out there. Save somebody else from the kind of head in the future. I also feel like they don't have a play wildcard button where you would aimlessly just submit your, like when you, the pop-up window that says like you, to confirm your transfers, like tells you that you have the minus 40, but I'm not sure the wildcard button is even there. Like, why isn't it there? Like, come <laughs> I, on. I honestly, I obviously didn't pay a ton of attention to the interface since I didn't actually use my wild card, so I can't say for sure. But I I do know it's kind of like right below where it tells you how many hits you're taking, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hey, it's... Is there a possibility that you you feel like you can make it up now? Like, you, you have a wild card now. So you can basically I, yeah, go, I, we've got two weeks a left. Huge, a huge advantage in this last <laughs> two-week stretch here. Um, I thought you were going to ask me if there's a possibility I did, in fact, play it like I thought I did. And since Skyler runs the MLS Fantasy account sometimes, he somehow went in and messed with it uh, <laughs> since he knows I was coming for him. <laughs> wow. How convenient that his response got cut off. That's yeah, like really. a <laughs> yeah. The valleys of uh, Tennessee are not not kind to his uh, response there. 
Um, let's jump into the two DraftKings slates because I think enough. That's people... what everyone's listening for. That's right. Yeah, That's let's right. do it. Um, so, like I said earlier, it's five games on Sunday. Five. I'm sorry. Five on three o'clock on Sunday. Five at five o'clock. What's kind of interesting is that uh, there are three um, five-digit forwards on the on the early slate, and only one five-digit midfielder. And it's flipped for this for the later slate, where there's only one five-digit forward, and there are actually four uh, five-digit uh, midfielders, which doesn't include Mauro Diaz at ninety nine hundred. Somehow he wasn't deemed worthy enough for 10,000, but, um, same with question. Yeah. We'll have to, it's kind of weird how we will be able to, you can build very different lineups because, uh, where you're spending up, you know, obviously the positions are very different. So this early slate, um, I think the biggest name that everybody is going to be looking for is Sebastian Javinko. Um, he's at 14,000. Um, I think, did he hit, I think he hit 14, five as his highest, yeah, he was at fourteen five, so we've got a little bit of a discount, which is always nice. <laughs> um, so we've got, you know, Javinko via BWP um, plus Kaká and Kledgedin. Um JD, since you are not in the uh, Valley of Valleys of Tennessee, do you play Javinko at fourteen thousand? I'm probably leaning towards no. I mean, it's it's his first game back, and we all know what he can do. I feel like he sat out an extra long period of time just to get right for the playoffs. So I'm not really questioning that he's going to come back and be close to to what he was, but Josie's there now. Josie could uh, somehow poach some goals, maybe if it's a PK. Who knows? Um, also, it's, it's kind of an important game for Montreal. They want to stay ahead of the pack here, and... Just in general, I think the value with some of these other forwards is better. Like, I I don't think David Villa and Bradley Wright Phillips are very far behind Javinko, if at all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, BWP might be my top forward play on this slate. I haven't finalized my rankings yet, but I'm strongly considering putting him ahead of Javinko. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would say. There's a ton of good uh, high-end forwards here, and you're going to have to look at the matchups and see which ones you like best. And I think there's, there are better matchups out there than Javinko's this weekend. Yeah. Do- I can't wait to play Javinko. <laughs> Personally, I'm, I'm so ready to get him back in my fantasy lineup. So I'm excited about it. I, I mean, I just think he's going to be, I don't think it's going to be like he's ever left. Like, I mean, he's the type of player that can just get back right back out there and do the same things we've seen him do game in and game out. So, um, it is a big game for Montreal. That's my only concern, but I feel like Toronto have enough to play for as well um, that they're going to need Giovinco to get right back in the swing of things. So I, I wouldn't hesitate to play him personally. The only thing that worries me about him is that there were at least two games before the international break where he was possibly coming back. Um, they had a double game week and he, he was like questionable for Wednesday and they were like, but he'll, he'll probably be there Saturday. And then he wasn't on the bench for either of them. And while like he has some had, or he has had more time to recover. It's like, this definitely went longer than, than expected. And that makes me hesitant that he won't play a full game his first time back. I mean, yeah, I know he always fitness? plays 90, but still. 
right? The fitness thing is uh, is definitely on my mind. And sure, 70 minutes of Javinko is is really good still, probably better than almost anybody else. But at the same time, 14000 is a lot of your, your salary. So it's, it's yet to be seen if we're going to be able to find some, like, great values. So I guess once lineups come out, that'll be nice because we're actually going to get to see all 10 teams, uh, all of their starting 11s. And maybe we'll find some value then and we'll be able to say, hey, uh, we can definitely fit Javinko. So that might make me consider it more. But at the same time, if I can fit Javinko, everybody's going to be able to fit Javinko with these values. And that's going to be the extremely chalky lineups. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely some some game theory going on. Uh, I didn't see how big the tournaments are this week, but should be should be quite interesting. And this... This slate probably more so than the other one because the the defenses in the Eastern Conference just aren't as good. So there's going to probably be more goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are they have I just come to the realization that oh they did split is split by conference. I didn't even consider that until just now. That's what I'm here for. Oh, perfect, perfect. And you were questioning your expert status. <laughs> uh, uh, so Skyler, if Javinko is right away your pick. Who are you looking to after that? I'd love it if I could play both Javinko and BWP, um, or and question, but I'd, <laughs> you know, we'd really have to find some value for that to happen. But yeah, those two are definitely right there with Javinko for me. If you um, if you get those three guys in your lineup, your average remaining salary per player is two thousand eight hundred and twenty. Mark get, Bloom, uh, baby. Alfonso Davies, what's he still coming in at? In at? I guess he's... Well, uh, he'll be on the other one. West, yeah. You're gonna the need... prices have become absurd on DraftKings. Like, everyone goes up and nobody goes down. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to hope for a Connor Donovan start. And uh, actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking now. There's not a single um, midfielder under 2,900. I'm sorry, under 3,000. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I guess the value on this slate yeah, is going to be a... Bruce saying, JD? I think the value on this slate, I mean, it has to be guys like John Goosens if he plays at 4,600. Uh, Alejandro Bedoya is a guy someone might need to take a gamble on just because he's also 4,600. Yep. And then Armando Cooper, is he going to be able to play with Javinko and Josie Altador, 4,500? So, I mean, that those are the kind of guys you're going to need to fit in, and it's just, it's not it's not the easiest thing to, to say, okay, Bedoya is the guy I'm going to go with. He could get easily two points. Yeah. Goosens is coming kind of off a little bit of an injury. He could get easily two points. And, I mean, I like Cooper, but I'm actually thinking he's not going to start. I don't know. So Mark? then you have Roy, I see Royer for New York is actually even cheaper, 4300 Mark Bloom is 3300 Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what happens when you keep talking him up. They, <laughs> they think maybe we missed something here. We better boost this guy's salary. What, <laughs> what's Moyle at? Uh, 52. He is. That's what I'm saying. Like, Tommy McNamara is 5,000. I mean, come on. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> Ugh. It's, um, you got Harry Ship at 46. 
overpriced. No, no, nobody. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it gets pretty ugly fast. Like you're right that that sub five thousand. Um, you're yeah, you're hoping for Marco Donad or yeah Marco Donadell or Royer. Um, I think uh, I think Royer might still be dealing with a concussion or something. Hmm. Might double check before. Uh, I mean, obviously we'll see the lineup. So what about um, Lamar Nagel, JD's favorite play? Yeah, he's in there. He's in that boat at forty five. He's forty five hundred. Not able to see the pricing. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is just gonna be Skyler asking us <laughs> prices. Yeah. <laughs> How many crosses did he have three weeks ago? How about two weeks ago? How about last week? <laughs> um so yeah i'm not sure you're going to be able to get i think the only way you can get three high price guys is if one of them is not if none of them are javinko yeah i agree or i mean you just punt both defender spots which is a strategy i've been known to deploy in tournaments yeah i honestly don't know if it's ever worked but it would have <laughs> It would have if I picked the right <laughs> attacking players. <laughs> well, it's obviously worked with Mark Bloom now that he's up to 3,300. I think I've won a tournament or two with Mark Bloom. There you go. Um, what what game do you think has the most potential for fantasy points? New York-Columbus. Okay. Yep, I'm right behind that, D.C., NYCFC. I guess, yeah, I think, like, all of them kind of jump out to me is I can see tons of goals. I mean, Chicago, New England. I was just I about to say Chicago, see, New England? Really? Yeah, uh, for, New England really needs it, so. Yeah, I can see, like, three or four goals from New England. Wow. Philly, I mean, Philly needs a win. Like, Philly could go off. Yeah, there's, I mean, this is a fun slate. I'm really looking forward to it. Both slates, really. Wow. I'm... Yeah, I mean, there's so many, uh, just so many implications all around. Like, it, it's this time of year is so fun, uh, but it feels like this this season more than it has been in the past couple of years. Like, there's just there's a lot of uh, scenarios, I guess you could say, that you could play off of. So, um, it's just nailing kind of how everything plays out. That's kind of what we're what we're what I'm getting at fantasy wise. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Orlando Philly is a tough one, I think, um, because Orlando's been playing better defensively, but now they have nothing really to play for. Yep. Except just Jason Christ is there, and he wants to get them playing his style of soccer, and the season on a high note since he's the new manager. So I don't think Philly's going to run all over them, and I could easily see that being like a low-scoring game. Um, but I totally get why Skyler thinks there's going to be goals too. So. But um, kind of that one in Montreal-Toronto are the two that I could easily see being like 1-1 draws or one nothing wins for somebody. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other three, which are Chicago-New England, D.C.-NYCFC, and then Red Bulls-Columbus, I, I think there's almost no doubt that all three of those games uh, are probably going to have at least three goals. Wow. Um, <clears throat> who do you look to first from DC? Is it still Acosta? Patrick Mullins revenge game. Well, that's the first thing on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was about to say too. Did you guys? Did you say Nagel was seventy five hundred? Oh. 
No, <laughs> he's he's forty five hundred. I know you like him, Skyler, but it's a great play. Have you have you looked at his recent game log? I'm sure you haven't in the last five minutes. So no, I, I, I'm not looking at any game logs right now. But that's a really good play, and I don't see any reason why they won't start him. I think he's he's had a hand and a goal in at least like three or four games running. He games. had. In uh, the between the end of August and the beginning of September, he had three straight games with a goal. Then he had nothing, and he had a game with an assist. He had a game with a goal and an assist, and he had two goals against Toronto last wow. game. So, yeah, he's on quite the scoring streak, but if he's not scoring, he doesn't get very many peripherals. Um, and the competition, frankly, hasn't been that great for DC in these games that he's uh, scoring. One was a late penalty, yeah, a I think. That's been, yeah, a lot of it's been off the bench, too, which is, you know, I guess he's been used as kind of a super sub, but now that he's hot, I think he's earned a starting role. So 4,500, then I'm, I'm probably going to be playing him at that. That's so weird. How I mean, just trying to picture how he fits into DC's attack. It's like going to be Lloyd, Sam, and Nagel on the wing, I guess, with Mullins and Acosta. That... That doesn't seem very defensively sound against a NYCFC team that can really push the envelope. So, right, I, and they've I, got Nyarko too to try to work in. So, yeah. I so I I don't know how they'll line up, but NYCFC. Uh, I guess they're not coming into this like at full strength. They don't have Lampard, so we'll, Do, we'll see what happens. But I think NYCFC are going to regroup and play really well in this one too. So I wouldn't say it's a shoe in for. DC United at home. You got Villa fighting for that golden boot. Yep. Did, all the implications all around. Skylar, do you like Nagel even more because you thought he was 7,500 and now he's only 4,500? <laughs> it definitely glitched out when I, I think I was going through a, a bad spot there. and I think I thought that I heard 7,500 and pretty much ruled him out. And that's why I had to <laughs> double check. But, yeah, I love him at 4,500. <laughs> that's that's Lamar Nagel's grandpa, like, jamming your radio signal so you thought he was better than he actually is? Yeah, it's a sign. Maybe I, I should just not play him. No way. That's $7,500 value at $4,500 price. That's true. Um, anybody like Drogba? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me rephrase. Skylar, you like Drogba? Yes. I do like Drogba. Skylar, who don't you like on this slate? Um... See on the Eastern Conference slate. Yeah. Ola Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, don't you answer. like outside of Columbus? Good answer. Man, I don't think uh, too many people are happy with Ola Kamara right now. It's so bizarre that he did not see a minute last night. Connor Casey was subbed into the match ahead of him. Like something's going on there. Mm -hmm. They just don't like Kamara's there. It's as simple as that. That could be it. <laughs> Anybody? There's probably not many guys on Chicago that you like. Uh, I mean, they're not bad though. I mean, Chicago's probably going to be one some people's value plays on this slate. Ugh. Yeah, I like a com, but he's. I don't. I think he's going to be too pricey, especially if you're playing like the Giovinco's and and BWP or Question. Yeah, a com's eighty seven hundred, and he's had like one good game in the last month yeah right and then uh if you're gonna pay that you'll pay 86 to get kai kamara 
Yeah, for sure. I like Kai over Akam and just with the with what's at stake for New England. I do like Kamara this this week. Um, from Chicago, then Delay, who's you know he's probably if he's around the five to six thousand range that he has been. Yeah, he's 5,700. I just, I'm going to find it really hard to play any cheap forward outside of Juan Agadello and CJ Sapong. Yeah, or even uh, Fabian Herbers, if you're going the union route, he's actually been somewhat relevant recently, too, and he's probably pretty cheap, so. Yeah, we have, uh, well, here, Kerry Shelton's 4,800. I guess you could consider him if he starts. Herbers is 49. Uh, Grella is 53 if he plays, and that's a guy against Columbus I think would be pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, who were we just talking about? Um, oh, DeLay is 5,700. Uh, Juan Agadello is 6,200. So that's a huge difference for me. I think Agadello is much, much better of a bet to score a goal. Sapong has really just tanked, and I guess deservedly so, but it's I'm- it's kind of hard to... like. It's not like he's completely dropped off his level of play. It's just the goals aren't going in. So, I mean, I don't think you're getting much less out of him in terms of effort and uh, maybe chances, I guess, than you were when he cost 8,600 or whatever. But He's just yeah, not it, taking that many shots. Right, yeah. He's like kind of just in a slump in general. He's he's playing the target forward role, but he's just dishing it off. He's not... He's not just running straight at the defense like he used to be, so I guess they're turning him into Josie. <laughs> I I know who Skyler's cheap forward is gonna be if he's if this guy gets a start. Anyone wanna guess before I say it? <laughs> I was gonna say Gilberto. <laughs> <laughs> not Gilberto. Um, but he is in that game. Donald Smith. Donnie Smith. <laughs> Your boy. Donald Dollars. Yeah, I don't see him starting though. Unfortunately, but forty one hundred, he'd be all over it. Yeah, if New England uh, somehow <laughs> is already ruled out of the playoffs by the the last game of the season, then we could see Smith again. But I don't think we'll get to play him again this season. Hmm. That was fun while it lasted, all like two games. <laughs> that was fun. Um, <clears throat> so if you guys are paying up for Via and BWP or and or Javinko, do none of the kind of more expensive midfielders um, grab your attention. Mostly it's just Kaká and Piatti, and I guess you could throw Barnetta in there too. And Kleshton, or did we mention Kleshton? Oh, yeah, it, you, yes, Kleshton too, although he's with he's part of the uh, Javinko BWP stack that gotcha. <laughs> somehow will uh, the, work out. <laughs> um, so, so Mullins is a midfielder at 7,200. I'm definitely looking at it's – yeah, it's a goal-dependent play, but I think it's a still a good play. You like him um, over Acosta? Uh, he's $500 cheaper, and I kind of do, yeah, because I feel like NYCFC's defensive midfield might be able to contain Acosta. Okay. Um, I think that's something that Vieira is going to want to do. Yep. He obviously doesn't rate Mullins extremely highly since they traded him, Yep. Um, and he rarely played him. So I think he's going to view Acosta as like the really dangerous one, and think if he can, if he can cut that off, and let Moderita take care of, um, take Sam. care of Lloyd Sam on the wing, then I think he's going to just really view Mullins as a, kind of up there high and dry. So okay. we'll, we'll see what happens, but I like Mullins. Hmm. 
Skylar, do you like Lee Wynn at 63 or Mo Saeed at 6,000? I like Wynn uh, at 63. Just kind of with what you were saying with the fire, if anybody kind of sparked the interest, it just it's so hard for me to to uh, roster anybody that doesn't have anything to play for. I mean, I guess they're playing for a job maybe, but I'm just I'm pretty much just solely locked in on guys that are playing for a playoff spot or playing for supporter shield or golden boot or whatever. Like that's where I'm gravitating towards this weekend. And I'm just, I'm kind of just forgetting about like the Columbus crews and the Chicago fires out there. Okay. So how about, I mean, Andrew, you brought this question up a couple podcasts ago, Lee Wynn or Kellen Rowe. And I thought it was a really fair question. And since then Rowe has continued to play better than Lee Wynn and he is $700 cheaper. So I wouldn't mind throwing out Roe in a, a place where we probably need to save some salary to get the big guns. And um, Matias Prez-Garcia is not far behind. He's $100 less than Roe. Yep. And he had 16 crosses last game. Oh. Um, and then even Diego Fagundes, another uh, pretty good revolution midfielder. He is sitting even further down at 5,200. So mm-hmm. there's a ton of options in the midfield, and it's really do you want to take two cheap ones or do you want to pay up for one and then come down a little bit more? Yeah, I like those. I like all those shouts, and I guess out of all the players that aren't playing for anything, and I like that MPG, the Perez-Garcia shout the most because, yeah, he has really kind of since he's taken over corners and a lot of the free kicks on the wing, then he's been like, I mean, he's kind of been like the old MPG from, I don't know if it was earlier this season or last season, but he's back on the radar for sure. And doesn't it feel like he's kind of playing for a role next season? He needs to impress Christ. I mean, Orlando City traded for him. Yeah, but got several players that could probably jump in and fill that, fill that role or at least fill a position in the lineup instead of him. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't strike me as like a Jason Christ type of player, so... I'm just wondering what his kind of motivations are, if he cares. He seems like a guy, I mean, when he gets out there, he's pretty feisty, but he also doesn't really strike me as a guy that's, like, going out there and, like, giving it his all every game. So, I don't know. I I still think he might play pretty well, and maybe Orlando just completely opens up and plays some good offense. You get some Kaká, Kyle Larin, MPG. Who knows? I mean, MPG might not play. They might play their youngsters, so... Yeah, I mean, it's worth watching if Carlos Rivas plays. He's a guy I would think about. Um, I think I saw he was pretty cheap, so. Hmm. Okay. And then this, there's a ton of good defenders here on this slate, too, so that's going to make it tough. I mean, you have Tierney, Moderita, Oyongo, Taylor Kemp. Brett, is Breck Shea out? Uh, most likely. Or, okay. yeah, a fool. He's back. Right, yeah, and he's been really good. Yeah. Although, yeah, he doesn't. I wasn't I playing. Guess, I guess you're not playing uh, Columbus, so. <laughs> hmm. I uh, I wasn't going to play Brexhay anyway. I don't know why I mentioned it. <laughs> you're trying to save me from a little uh, spiel on Pete <laughs> Rosser if he starts. Oh. <laughs> How about let's get Rodrigo Ramos some action again. That guy was awesome at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Then he got hurt. And now he, I think he played like 15 minutes earlier this month, but. Yeah. I remember he was fun to watch. I mean, 
he was one of the go-to daily fantasy guys earlier in the season as for well. For sure, for sure. I still don't understand why Luke Bodden is a midfielder. He literally <laughs> hasn't lined up in the midfield all season. Well, it's the same thing with Patrick Mullins. Like, oh, I mean, that's true. <laughs> it's just, yeah, There's, I don't think there's been too much put into player positioning for MLS right now. Mm. <laughs> I think it just that's like, not... forget it. <laughs> It's an understatement. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else on this uh, early Eastern Conference slate? Let's touch on goalkeepers, I guess, because we never give them en- enough due. Um, it's going to be tough. Luis Robles is probably the favorite, but he's 5,600. So I think Clint Irwin, yeah, 3,800. Yep. He's a guy I definitely would consider. Joe Bendick and Steve Clark are the two kind of lowest priced. You have 3,200 and 3,100. I th- I think I would consider Bendick at 3,200 because I don't see Philadelphia burying like three goals. Mm-hmm. I could I could totally be wrong there if, like I said, Orlando opens it up, plays some of the youngsters. But um, I don't know. Philly is Philly's up in the air for me. Maybe it's my, my inherent bias against them, <laughs> but... Uh, Actually, Josh Saunders. I was just about to say Josh Saunders at thirty-seven is probably not too bad. Him and either. him and Clint Irwin are kind of a coin flip for me. Yeah, I think those are two that I'm going to land on a lot. Um, they're not the cheapest, but they're still under four thousand, so they'll fit nicely in there. And hopefully, a lot of people won't be using them. How does Andre Blake fit in? What's he at? He's fifty-four hundred, so he's two hundred cheaper than Robles, who's the yeah, most. I'd, yeah, at that point, I'd probably just pay up for Robles, but I do like Blake. Um, Philly's just, I mean, bias or anything aside, they've just been bad. I think they, they're oh three and two or something like that in their last five. Yeah, they were slipping, but they did have a solid game against the Red Bulls. They lost three to two, right? Which isn't the worst. And then they tied Toronto. So I don't know. I think they're still competing in against an inferior Orlando team. They might get back on track yeah. here. They've they've had some time to work on it during the international break, but they they really need to win too. They're only three points ahead of the Rebs. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to throw out there. Is they're I mean they're hanging by a thread to that last spot, and you know New England going into Chicago should get the job done there. I mean they're going to be motivated too. So if Philadelphia slips up, then they're the Rebs are right there to catch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the one bonus that. Philly's three points ahead of New England, but they have the goal differential by 13. What about wins? I think wins is actually the first tiebreaker now. Oh, are you serious? Okay, they're ahead by one, 11 to 10. Okay. That's kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't. I'm not 100%, but I think I remember hearing that somewhere along the, the red line talk and all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, well, it fits right in then. <laughs> So actually, New England-Chicago is the battle of the two worst goal differentials in soccer. In MLS. In MLS <laughs> Not yeah. in all of soccer. Right. <laughs> wow, that's... Hmm. Hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to the Western Conference. Um, so <clears throat> unlike uh, the, pre- the earlier slate, Robbie Keane is the only five-digit forward. Um, he comes in an even 10,000. And then the midfielders, we have Valeri, Dos Santos, Gashi, Ladero, and Mauro Diaz as kind of the upper tier. Um, JD, who do you like from that group? 
Oh, man. Valeri's the only one at home. And they need to win so badly. Yep. Colorado does too, though. I mean, that's not a game that Colorado can give up. Yeah, but Colorado's playoff life isn't on the line. Um, Man. Yeah, the fact that Colorado's in the the lead for Supporter Shield kind of makes me think they're just going to play defensive, go for a point. Uh, So Ladero kind of intrigues me. But I still, I still think I have to go with Valeri. It's just I, I love Valeri so much. I think he is, uh, he's going to take this game under his control. Him and Fernando Adi, and they're going to show Colorado who's actually the better soccer team. Hmm. <laughs> I like it. That's kind of where I am too. I just, it's not the greatest matchup for Valeri, but he's such a good player. He's that game changer that Portland needs, and. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be the guy that leads them to to a win. Um, I mean, they and get Jack Jewsberry off corner kicks. <laughs> yeah, for real. So I'm with you on that. I like I like Valeri despite the tough matchup. I mean, big players show up in big games, and this is the time for him to show up. So um, if I can find a way to get him in, I'm gonna. I probably will try to. Yeah, and actually, if I'm being honest, Jack Jewsberry serves up a nice looking corner kick. <laughs> Yeah, and he's only got two more games. Well, possibly two more games left of his career. So. Right. A Jack Dewsbury corner kick is like as nice as some Mac Weldon underwear. Oh. <laughs> oh. I like that move right there. I'll just break right now before we go any further to remind people that they're sponsoring us and that they can <laughs> use Roto Soccer, R-O-T-O-S-O-C-C-E-R. I almost forgot how to spell it. Uh, <laughs> to get 20% off all their orders every time you use it. Might as well just buy some more stuff, buy some more underwear, buy some more socks. I'm actually wearing the my camouflage ones right now, which are uh, as good as when I opened them. Uh, where were we? Valeri. So you said if you can fit Valeri in. If you start with Valeri, then you can fit him in. <laughs> well, I know, but once you start building, you start finding some of the kind of mid-tier midfielders that you're like, well, he might get me close to as much as Valeri, and he's like half the price. So, um, This is a slate slate where I might just go three top midfielders and then figure the rest out. Um, It it depends who starts a forward, but, I mean, a lot of these teams are so good defensively that, like, if Robbie Keane isn't a guy you're shoving into your lineup – then it's like Plata and Dwyer, the next picks, which they're fine, but they're not like guarantees. Adi and Morris have tough matchups. The next, and then you're down to Movsisian, Wando, Wando, Maxi. home home against Vancouver. Yeah, Maxi or Rudy. So I mean, it's almost like get down to the guys like Minotis, uh, Burrito Martinez, Kevin Doyle, who had a good game last night. Yeah, Graham Zusi. He that team needs a win to stay in the playoff spot ahead of Portland, and they're traveling to RSL. So I feel like Zussi's going to be back in. He's going to step it up in a big way. Um, even, like, down to Lucas Milano or who knows. I mean, there's going to be a lot of good options, I think, here, and the the midfield is just the cream of the crop on this slate, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I'm really looking forward uh, on Sunday when lineups come out is – there's been some uncertainty, I guess you could say, in the LA Galaxy camp. 
Nobody knows what's up with Keane or Dos Santos, really. Um, I'm ready to see Landon Donovan in the starting lineup. Oh. So if I mean, I don't know what's up with those guys. You're hearing that Keane's okay, but he's not in training. Dos Santos has a knock. Um, and Bruce, of course, is playing mind games like he always does. So um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the Galaxy don't really have much to gain from winning this game, and they don't have a lot to lose either. So I really wouldn't be surprised if Donovan – is included in the lot in the starting lineup in this one. Wow. Uh, but but you know who else is the same price, Skyler? Jimmy Madronda. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I honestly don't think I would play Landon Donovan if he started this game. Really? Yeah, I mean he's not gonna play ninety. He's gonna definitely play sixty at most. Maybe he'll even just play the first forty five, since like Skyler said, they don't have really too much to play for. I guess they're only three points ahead of Seattle and RSL uh, f- for the third spot. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I just th- I don't think Landon's ready to play 90. I don't. I think they still want to just work him in uh, slowly, get him ready. Maybe he can start a playoff game, but I think they're really comfortable just having him be a super sub unless injuries come along. I see what Skyler's saying, but... It's not like they're they're really hurting for players like that. They can fit in some other people. Emma Boateng could definitely go. Um, I don't know. Raul Mendiola can play anywhere. Gordo, I guess. I guess. Jeez. <laughs> what about Michael McGee? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that gets in there. Husidic is basically a, a fixture now. I mean, they just have a lot of guys that can play, and I don't think you need to... There's no reason to put Landon out there for that long and risk him maybe injuring himself, getting too tired, or maybe exposing Landon Donovan when he gets tired after 30 minutes or whatever. And <laughs> and Galaxy fans are all like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be so excited. I don't know. I mean, I'm not Bruce Arena for a reason, and reading his mind isn't always the easiest thing to do, but I think it's a trap, I guess is what I'm getting at. I think Landon Donovan at 5,000 is a trap when there's all this other great talent out there that you can play. And, yeah, he plays Houston, so the matchup's good too, but everyone else can have it. I'm going to gonna play other people. Wow. It's the Don Ovan trap. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> the, the bottom tier, like truly bottom tier uh, midfielders, I mean, excuse me, forwards, like – did you guys mention Graham Zuzi? Like yeah, if... yeah, I said Zuzi's a guy I definitely want. Oh, you would, yeah, okay. Um, is he back for sure? No. Is anybody really <laughs> back for sure? <laughs> <laughs> uh... I honestly don't know. I mean, I think what Skyler's getting at is Sebastian Latou is the same price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Skyler loves him some Latou. I like Baji more than Latou right now, for sure. What's Baji priced up? He's $100 more. Uh, and for the record, Skyler did not play him in FMLS this past <laughs> year. <laughs> oh, man, that one hurts. That was one that I was back and forth on and figured Jordan Morris at Houston might get me, you know, 10 points or something. And I, I didn't end up making the swap, so definitely stung. We actually, speaking of FMLS, I forgot to mention my double switcheroo, which uh, I thought was awesome. 
I had my bench was Jordan Morris and Andreas Evenschitz. And then if they didn't do good, I was going to put in the Columbus guys, Ola Kamara and Mo Syed. Mm. So when when Jordan Morris and Evenschitz got me three points, I said, great, this is going to work really well. Just bringing in the other stack. And uh, then Mo Syed and Ola Kamara proceeded to get four points. <laughs> so, uh, That's yeah, more. The, the superpower double switcheroo with, with four good players on my bench did not work at all. Mm. Capped off the, the minus 40 round for you, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool, though. I mean, how many other people could say they did uh, the double switcheroo? Yeah, I'm not even sure how many listeners even know what the heck a switcheroo is right now. But I don't know if Andrew yet knows what a switcheroo is. Uh, this um, <laughs> It's so funny you say that. This was the first time I've ever... I don't even want to say successfully used it because I exchanged two points for zero, but it's the first time I ever like used it correctly. Again, I got zero points instead of two, but (laughs) you're in the position to execute. Exactly. Exactly. Your guy just didn't execute. Right. Well, he probably would have had a hat trick had he played, but instead Adam Adam John and Connor Casey. Yeah. I had the right idea with the crew forward. It was just the wrong one. Right. What clowns. Um, (laughs) Columbus clowns. That's right. Um, Here's a guy that I'm curious about. Is Darren Maddox going to be back? I think he's questionable right now, and he was playing really well before he got injured. He kind of stole Lucas Milano's spot for Portland, and he's only 4,600. You can put him in the forward spot. It's a game Portland needs to win. So that's a guy I'm definitely going to be looking at using if um, if he's back. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good call. I feel like you're going to end up having to have some sort of defensive midfielder or center backs um, just to fit the guys that you want in. Do you do you guys have a preference one way or the other? Like if you have to Skyler's a- the Skyler's the center back whisperer. That's true. Yeah. Um, Thomas and Alave on this slate. <laughs> and Ike Opara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not that he's uh, guaranteed to play or anything, but... Right. So who's the, who um, is it this week? If it's, yeah, if it's between uh, defensive mid or a center back, then uh, that's a tough call, but I usually lean towards the center backs that get, get forward on set pieces just because the, the center mids might get you some tackles interceptions and stuff but unless they get the rare goal i feel like this the center backs have the, sh- the clean sheet upside just feels like they have a few more opportunities to, to earn points unless it's dax mccarty who has hat tricks of headers yeah um, at five foot two <laughs> here's a question for you speaking of defensive midfielders when you mentioned it i was thinking oh which ones would i actually use over like a cheap center back and one of my initial thoughts was Anibal Godoy for San Jose because he gets involved, he takes shots from outside the box. He, you know, he kind of is the do-it-all defensive midfielder. And uh, then I look, and he is priced at fifty-one hundred on DraftKings, and I can't figure out why, since he has countless weeks in a row of single digits, dating back to oh well, one time he took eight. He had eight crosses, so that's probably the – he's at 45, and then he started to climb a little bit. 
Yikes. I don't know. It was kind of a, just a shout-out to how good Annabelle Godoy is, and no one really seems to pay attention. Yeah, it was right after um, Copa, wasn't it? He and Quintero were both playing pretty well. Yeah, I thought Godoy, when he came at the end of last season, I thought he was really, really good, really unheralded. And then uh, him and Fatai Alashe really do pair up well in the, the center midfield. So if San Jose can figure stuff out for next year, that, that could be a fun team to watch. It's mm. just... Who knows? I just can't get down with playing defensive mid. Yeah, I agree with Scott. Yeah, that was the buzz. It was like, hey, uh, defensive mids, Kyle Beckermans, and those type of guys are all of a sudden going to be fantasy relevant, and they haven't been. Mm-hmm. It's like they get you a uh, couple of points here and there, and that's it. I'm sorry, but I really don't want them to be fantasy relevant. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, that's, that's what it seemed like was it was moving towards, and I'm glad that it has another. Yeah, I like being able to appreciate them for what they are, and I don't need to earn fantasy points off of their performances. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's that's fair. Do you guys think um, uh, Colorado does better in Portland or Seattle does better in Dallas? I feel like they're very similar situations. Yeah. Although I guess Seattle the home team is been, flipped. Seattle has been so good. Um, I mean, Colorado I think, can't lose. Yeah, I think it's Colorado. I mean, Seattle's, I think that they're fine for the playoffs. I mean, even if they lose this game, I think they'll be okay. I think they've positioned themselves with this hot run that they've been on to where they don't have to get a result here. And Dallas is basically, you know, if Colorado slips up, then they're right there to – to uh, nip at them for the supporter shield, so feels like Colorado has a little bit more to play for. Um, yeah, I think Colorado does better too. I guess. <laughs> I just really, I really, really, I guess, really want and think that Portland is gonna gonna win this game. But yeah, just logic says Colorado is gonna put up a good fight. Mm-hmm. Darlington Nagby's another one. I mean, he's a guy that really stepped up last year in the stretch run to get Portland into the playoffs and then to MLS Cup, and he's only 4,700. So mm-hmm. that's a, another guy I'd consider. There's just a lot more usable players, it seems like, on this slate, and it's probably East Coast bias. <laughs> all these DraftKings guys on the East Coast picking all the East Coast forwards, well... There's a lot of quality out here, and thank you for not pricing them too high. Are Houston's probably always this situation, but are Houston and Vancouver totally untouchable? Vancouver's definitely not untouchable. Oh, okay. Even though they have nothing to play for? San Jose doesn't really have anything to play for either. Uh, I think they have a shot. Are they? I don't think uh, they're... They would have to win both and make up at least a five-goal differential and Portland and Sporting would have to not win any games. And that's Sporting like... would Sporting would have to not even get a point. So it's definitely possible, but I don't think anywhere close to probable. Actually, the yeah, I'm seeing now the number of wins is the differential, the first differential. Oh, so or the they f- first tiebreaker, in. excuse me. Yeah, so they can't get in. Okay, right. so they have nothing to play for. So that's so then now we have like a two teams playing meaning San Jose and Vancouver with nothing to play for. Does that 
does that make that game like do interesting? Protect, uh, right. Not stop me from rolling Alfonso Davies out again. <laughs> <laughs> if he starts, which I think he will. I mean, he's looked great. Yeah. Earned a PK last game, I think. He's up to thirty-seven hundred. Uh, I mean, it's still playable. He's For not sure. playing as a defender though, so that's the thing. I love he's playing uh, defenders on DraftKings that are playing as an attackers. Right. Right. That's the bill. The anti Donald Smith. You and Jordan Cooper like uh, midfielders that are actually playing as defenders. Cordell Cato. <laughs> I just know that's going to get his blood boiling, so I had to throw it out there. What about the midfielder that plays as a forward is uh, Patty Mullins. Mm. <laughs> All over the place, man. What's a forward that plays as a defender? Is there one? Mm. I guess. Uh, it was Donald Smith. The Donald Smith. Yeah, there we go. Man. <laughs> I thought we thought we were supposed to get, get the guys who were closer to the goal, not agreed. Not, not moving back, bouncing around here. That's right. <clears throat> All right. Anything else from this uh, this slate? I'm anxious to see these rankings because I have to rebuild my FMLS team, and I feel like I'm going to do the Javinko panic again. That when he doesn't start, and then I have to rebuild everything. Oh, I think he's starting for sure. Uh, Greg Vanny was on Extra Time Radio uh, podcast that comes out direct from the league and uh, basically said that he's been full-on full training this week um, and that he's looking good, that they want to get him integrated back in before the playoff run. So it sounds like he's a full go. I don't think that we're going to have any kind of last-minute panics this time around. Yeah, so the the one interesting thing about this slate is the keepers are pretty cheap. David Usted, 3,600. Uh, San Jose doesn't really like to score, so that's a good good pick. Tim Melia, uh, Kansas City needs some points. They need at least a result off of RSL here. He's 3,500. And then Tim Howard is uh, kind of a GPP play. He's 3,400, and you know Portland are going to be shooting like crazy. For sure. So, um Tim Howard could rack up a ton of saves, and he could be a great play even if Portland scored two goals. That's a good call. Yep. It's hmm. a great price for Tim Howard. Yeah, really? Uh, for Colorado. Hmm. Yeah, the DraftKings pricer must be like a uh, either a Liverpool fan or <laughs> um, a Brad Guzan relative. Um <laughs> <laughs> something uh, of that nature poor brad it's definitely not zach mcmath's brother, brother. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know uh i know matt bernbach over there at DraftKings is an everton fan so hmm. uh, just um, wants to make sure howard's as playable as possible that's right yeah he wants to see as much <laughs> as out there mm-hmm. as possible <laughs> and landon donovan D- yeah <laughs> uh all right guys uh any last words f- before we uh sign off Go get yourself some Mac Weldon. I, uh, if I had to recommend one of them over the others, I would say the 18-hour jersey has been my favorite so far. Oh, there we and go. And it comes in the the largest variety of colors. Quite comfortable. I've I've probably worn and washed them way too many times, more than I'd like to admit, since I got <laughs> them in like the last eight days. Just trying to get them back on as soon as possible. That's all. <laughs> I hand wash and dry them so it's quicker. Yeah. <laughs> Just get home from work right to the hand hand wash. 
<laughs> That's correct. Well, they're worth it. Totally worth it. All right, guys. I think so. Um, last time, 20% off any orders using the, ro- the code ROTOSOCCER. Uh, thank you for all the advice, and hopefully we can get through this week with, in FMLS without taking a minus 40. So uh, good luck this weekend, guys. <laughs> good luck. It would be hard for me to take a minus 40 with a free wild card. <laughs> it's automatic. <laughs> good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.